Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have Rob and Kendra Benson from Fat Fit Go. This is one of my favorite products. I discovered last year, 2018 Paleo FX. This nut butter was so amazing and then ran into them this year at a couple of events, FitCon and Paleo FX 2019, and just even more amazing stuff. And I just wanted to introduce you guys, uh, this audience to them and their products and what they're doing and would love to also hear their story. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So tell us, how did you even get involved in being in the nut butter business, working with MCT oils? And then, you know, now you're in the keto paleo community, selling keto chocolate chips and all sorts of other things for us low-carb folks. Gosh. So yeah, and it really, in 2013, it started for us. We created the site, ourpaleolife.com. And Kendra basically created a lot of recipes and meal plans, and it went really well. I also wrote some content on biohacking, red light therapy, different things like that. But we kind of grew in an audience. And back in 2018, I was on a flight, and I had some snacks on the flight. And I realized at this point we were keto also. And I realized, I think we should make a recipe. And it happened to be our first chocolate nut butter product. So I got back and I told Kendra all the things that I thought would make sense for ingredients for this recipe. And she got to work on it. We realized pretty quickly, this is actually a product. So we decided to kind of go full steam. That was January, 2018. And by that later that year, Paleo Effects, we actually launched. So we did a whole lot of stuff in I think four or five months. And one of those things was that we found a co-packer that would make the product for us. We had a terrible experience with the co-packer. We decided it would probably be best if we found a facility and built out our own commercial kitchen. So we did that. And so probably a few months ago, we finalized the commercial kitchen. We actually had space up front. and We created a keto paleo grocery store. And then it kind of blended into a bakery. So we actually produce keto and paleo baked goods locally in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we built out a huge machine that actually packages the nut butter. Um, So we've created several products since then, but lots of little phases, little things that were really difficult and kind of crappy at the time. Um, that ended up being for our benefit. Now that we've got our own facility, we can control the quality of the products that we make. And luckily, Kendra's really, really good at utilizing paleo ingredients. We've had a test kitchen for years, um, and she was able to kind of get to work on some of these things and make products that we want to consume and that we're finding a lot of other people also want as well. Kendra and Rob, uh, either one of you or both of you take it, which is what even led you to learn about and even try going paleo, then going deeper and doing keto? What was the health journey there that led you there? Ooh, Kendra, you should, you should take this. Um, yeah. So it started, I think back in about 2012, actually 2011, I was pregnant with our third and, um, we were kind of doing the standard American thing. I was very, good at baking with the normal stuff, the flour, the sugar, 
the butter, all the all the good things that make cakes taste good. And it's just the way that we ate because it's what I knew how to do really, really well. And I noticed, um, particularly with our middle child, that he was he was a little bit hyper, you know, and I had read about, you know, excluding artificial colors and flavorings and how that would probably help with some behavioral issues. And so we kind of dipped our feet into the paleo world a little bit, um, but didn't really go full bore into it. I just didn't know enough about it. And so closer to about 2012, when we moved out to Colorado, we started going to a CrossFit gym, whereas previously we were just kind of doing it on our own, like at the the YMCA sort of thing. So when we were actually fully immersed in the CrossFit community and we were surrounded by people who this was their life, health and wellness was their life. And they introduced us to paleo um, in a way that made sense to me. And our we just kind of, we went cold turkey. We got rid of everything in the house that was not within the bounds of uh, paleo foods. We just got rid of everything and started clean and we've just kind of been nonstop ever since. We never turned back. And um, about, I think, two and a half years ago is where we really learned a lot about keto. We were, I can't remember right now. Um, Rob, what was the book that we were reading that, that kind of got us into it? Well, there was a couple. One that really stood out. So my first experience, because we were eating healthy and I decided you know what, I'm going to kind of test some of this keto stuff that I've been reading about. Um, and one of the things that happened to me right off the bat is I felt terrible. I had, I had mm-hmm. nausea. My stomach was churning. <laughs> like we both did everything. And I said, no way. This is dumb. Why would anybody do this? I was absolutely convinced that this was just a ridiculous fad. And I read more. One of the things, this was a little bit later on, but one of the things I thought was interesting in reading Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Ah, that was um, one. Well, that was one of the things I read that. And I was, it was almost the first half of the book almost felt like an infomercial for the ketogenic diet. Um, All of these really, really great endurance athletes. So what I did actually was tested right when I read that, I tested, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into ketosis I'm going to put everything I've got into it. I'm going to do a breath test, actually. So I did a, I held my breath for a little over 60 seconds. I got into ketosis, and then we're talking about, I think, seven, eight days later, and I was able to hold my breath for two minutes and 24 seconds Wow! Um, just by getting into ketosis. And so I thought, okay, this is something serious. I really saw a difference, but I had to do it right. The first time, I did it absolutely wrong. The second time, I did it right, and it worked well. And both of us did a lot of testing. We 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 kind of quantifiers. We like the aura ring. We like getting our blood tested, urine tested. We do a lot of different things to kind of see what's working. So we started writing about our experience on the website, which we kind of, along with the paleo community, what we felt, we were kind of making a shift. Paleo to us is the food. Keto is just really the macronutrients that we're consuming. So we looked at it that way, and then we started writing about it. And then really kind of Kendra's shift was you know, now making ketogenic recipes because that's what we were eating. We weren't eating the sweet potato anymore. Um, we weren't eating the banana. However, we're really prominent in in our lives with our children for ourselves is eating with the seasons. You know, when there's apples on the trees, we're going to eat the apples. When we're, you know, we don't kind of tell ourselves that we can't eat certain things at certain times. 
we eat what feels right at the time, and then we kind of adjust on that. One of the things that we've done recently, too, is carnivore for several days. Felt great. I don't, we didn't do it long enough. I really, <laughs> if you've done it before, you kind of have this taste in your mouth that some chocolate would really be right to kind of <laughs> eliminate that nastiness, that breath. It's an acquired um, but, state of being. You have to give it a, you know, I mean. <laughs> yes, but it was amazing. I've got nothing negative to say because it was such a phenomenal elimination diet. One of the things that we talked a lot about on our site was the Whole30, which is a great elimination diet. However, I see something like the carnivore diet and kind of testing that and putting your putting your efforts into eliminating a whole bunch of stuff, not as carnivore as the answer, but really the elimination of so many foods is the answer to figure out what's wrong with my gut, what can I repair, what's making sense. And for us, tracking, one of the things that, that's really made a big difference is tracking my HRV and my resting heart rate with the Aura Ring and kind of understanding I can eat certain things at a certain time of the day, it'll adjust my HRV for that night. Or I can eat higher carbs, it'll adjust my HRV. So on good days, I'm a little over 100. And when I'm starting to feel a little bit sick, which neither of us get sick very often, it's really kind of just a little bit of a sniffle or something like that, my HRV can drop all the way down into the 20s. And that's when I know I need to take it easy. But looking at that stuff and then figuring out what kind of foods also affect that has been really super powerful for us. And I know I kind of ranted on for a while there. So I apologize. No, that's good. But I'll, I'll throw it to both of you. But um, I think what we really want to know is, hey, did the kid ever chill out? <laughs> Honestly, yes. So he's he's one of those with a summer birthday. And so it was hard to know, do we put him in school? You know, do we put him in kindergarten this year? Or do we wait one more year? And we opted to go ahead and put him in being one of the younger kids in the class. And it was during that that time when we were a little bit pre paleo and he was just, he was getting in trouble a lot. Honestly, he, you know, he was causing problems in the classroom. And so we decided maybe he's just too young. We'll take him out of class. We'll hold him back another year. And when we decided to take him out of school, hold him off another year, we also made that transition to paleo and we noticed it nearly immediately, you know, within a month of switching to strict paleo with him, he, he had such better focus. He was able to follow instructions, you know, take on tasks that he wasn't able to focus on before. And when he went back to school, uh, the teachers asked me like, what did you do? What medication is he on? And I was like, <laughs> nothing. It's, it's purely his food, strictly his diet. No, I'm so it's really interesting that you said that, um, about your son. A lot of people have spoken about this themselves to reduce anxiety and other issues again when in the management of blood glucose and cortisol and reducing that fight or flight and inflammation it's amazing how it can really turn your attitude around less like sugar burners are kind of pain in the asses like let, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I was not probably a lot of fun when i was a sugar burner you know uh getting hangry and stuff um you needed your snickers yeah right exactly or 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 just you know again was on such the wrong paradigm i was just uh, every three four hours right dropping um so how so it's so interesting so with your children then i mean how do you work it with them that they're eating this lifestyle at home they're elsewhere i'm sure you know there's probably some lenience you're not like don't have fun at someone's birthday party but but how do the kids feel about it? How do they process it? Like, what is their way of thinking about it? Is it like, oh, mom and my mom and dad are weird and we have to eat this way? <laughs> or like, you know? 
I think they almost wear it as a badge of honor that we do the things we do and we eat the way that we eat. Of course, when they have a cupcake placed in front of them, they want to eat the cupcake. And the thing is that I kind of like about that is they always feel crappy afterwards. They always have that (laughs) affirmation like, oh, my parents are right. I probably shouldn't do this again. And sometimes they make a better choice the next time and sometimes they don't. Um, and it's, you know, we can't control every aspect of it when they're out of our home, but when we're home, you know, it's, we buy, we buy paleo, we buy keto and that's how we eat when we're at home and control as much as we can in our environments when possible. And it's a big part of our conversation. So Mm -hmm. they get it, they understand it. And we actually have to, so a lot of people will come to us because they know our background. They know we have kids and they say, I don't understand. My kids won't eat this type of food. And we've heard it before, but the only reason our kids eat the food that we eat is because they don't have another option. And they've just gotten used to that for, for many years. We've got a 13 year old an 11 year old and an eight year old. And so for the last I don't guess what has it been seven years. We have been feeding them the way that we believe that we should eat. And we've kind of made a rule. And the rule is when we go to the grocery store, we purchase food that fits the diet that we want. So the whole foods, the things that aren't in boxes, we don't buy rice. We don't buy anything with grains in it. There's no soy. We kind of set the ground rules, but we don't tell our kids they can't eat the cupcake or the cake or the pizza when they're at a party. And like Kendra said, they feel bad about it after they eat it. Not like mentally bad, but their stomachs actually hurt a little bit after they eat that crappy food. And so they, they start to recognize this, but it becomes part of the dialogue. And then the other thing that we've done is that we don't live that way 100% of the time. If we're out and there's a place that says they make the best pizza on earth, well, we're going to probably get a slice and we're going to eat it and we're going to be okay with that. And that's not a big deal for us because of the fact that we've kind of set the ground rules. What are the ground rules? When we go grocery shopping, we buy this specific type of food. And when we're out to eat, we'll sometimes get stuff that just is fun and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're going to live the life. You're in Paris, you're going to have a croque monsieur, you know, it's, it's, you know, eat the, eat the bread and the ham and the cheese, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not going to kill you. But yeah, it's funny. I've heard that from other parents. Um, uh, there's a, there's a guy in Australia and he, oh my gosh, he, he talks about how his children as well and inevitably will be at someone's house and then they will eat those things and they'll make that choice. And then they do feel bad afterwards because there is a difference. And so he also gives them the choice too, of if they want to make something or bake, or they want to make lollipops, then he's like, all right, well, we could bag the, you know, buy the bag of lollipops or we could get this stuff and make our own. You know what I mean? And then you're not going to be feeling crappy. And they always choose the other option because that's, mm-hmm. that's a really wonderful message um, and, and a great model for, for raising your children. Yes. And kids love to be in the kitchen. So if you just take a little time out of your day, even though it might seem a little bit annoying to do it, it's just give them the spoon, give them the ability to get in there and start making stuff. And that's made a big difference too, that they feel that they're part of it. And nine times out of 10, even if it's disgusting, if our kids made it, they actually like it. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> right, whatever that pride. mental game is that they play, it's their pride that they made it. The only thing that the caveat to all of this that we've had to kind of figure out how to teach our children is don't, don't 
tell your friends that they're eating bad. Like when they go to school and all their friends, and I've been to school, both Kendra and I will once in a while pop in and we'll have lunch with our kids. And we look at the food that these other kids are eating. And these other kids are always sick. Our kids are rarely sick. They're always sick. And the parents go, I don't know how my kids are always sick. Why aren't your kids sick that much? But we look at the food that they're eating uh, at lunchtime. And so we have to be careful that our children don't say, oh, man, that's really bad food. You shouldn't eat that. We have to tell them, don't don't talk like that. If if somebody asks you, and we love when the teachers say, you know, wow, your your lunches look amazing. The lunches that you bring to school, that's they, they get encouraged by that. But don't try to be like the food police at school, especially when you're a kid, because you're just being a jerk. <laughs> don't don't do that. That's a good <laughs> lesson for parents, too, and for all of us to just, you know, lay off the trying to give everybody advice all the time um, and let people figure it out and come to us and ask us, hey, why is it that you eat this way? Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a tough conversation because there's a lot of people, even I spoke to at PaleoFX, who have family members, right? People where they've transitioned over into this healthy lifestyle and changed uh, their health status. And they have this loved one, a parent or someone who's not on board. And it becomes a nagging game and it's a tough thing. But you have to realize that you can try a couple times or have a come to Jesus with someone. But at the end of the day, uh, so cliche, but leading the horse to water, you can't, you cannot, they mm-hmm. have to hit their own bottom. And so in the spirit of trying to project positivity, you, it ends up backfiring and it becomes negative. And that isn't that screwed up how that works, but it is because it's, again, it's, um, I love it. I've said it before, but Mark Sisson is like, you know what? It's not my job to convince you that your life sucks. That's <laughs> <So. laughs> true. Um, but I would love to it ask. Is. I would love to ask you, Rob, because you mentioned earlier, and maybe you as well, Kendra, if you feel the same way. But you said you made a lot of mistakes the first time around with keto. If you could just blast off a bunch of things that you're like, oh my god, did that, did that, did that wrong? Like, what were the things that you now, in hindsight, see as being mistakes, and and why you felt so bad with the way that you initially did it? Yeah, and that's really good. And one thing that I will say, since we opened the grocery store. It's a small grocery store. We're talking like a thousand square feet, but we carry all the brands that you really can't find at your normal grocery store. And we have the baked goods and things like that. And then our products, of course, which are the chocolate chips and the nut butters. But we get people that come into the store and they tell us their experiences. And so for the first two months, Kendra and I were on the floor in the store the whole day talking with everyone that comes in. And it turned into 30 minute to an hour long conversations with individuals, which is, was motivating to us. It was inspiring when somebody else came into the store and they're like, I can't believe we're having this conversation in public right now, because if I have a conversation about keto at work, I feel like they're all thinking that I'm doing something really bad. And so we've had all these conversations. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about that and kind of what we've experienced with all of the individuals that have come in and talked to us face to face and helped us understand what they were struggling with. Um, and then the things that I think work for me versus the things that didn't work the first time. And one of the big ones that just kind of is so obvious and it's, it's, I think in the last year, we're talking about it a lot more than we were before, but that's electrolytes and salt. That was a big one. So not understanding that in the start really, I think caused a lot of the problems. And then the other thing is thinking that you Wait, need let me to interject and up. say, 
Yeah. So again, you know, you broadly mentioned something like electrolytes. So then what was the hack for that? You making your own little electrolyte concoction sure. or did you like take a product that, and like what's in it? So for the people listening, if they're not like, what's an electrolyte drink? Like, I mean, you have to get into the science, but just what substance is it? Yes. So one of the big things is, so we're looking at sodium, magnesium, calcium, and potassium. Those really make the biggest difference. And it kind of balances out because we know when we get into ketosis, you're going to excrete a lot of these electrolytes. You're also going to lose fat, which is really awesome. But when you're losing these electrolytes, you need to replenish it, especially in the beginning, because otherwise you're going to get headaches, feel lethargic. You're going to have maybe your stomach is going to feel like it's churning and kind of rolling through everything. All of that can be solved in part by those electrolytes. So the first one would be a company like Redmond Real Salt. I would add that to a drink. Now we've got um, the Element, uh, Elemental Labs, which is Rob Wolf and the guys over at Keto Gains that have created an amazing product. We actually don't even carry it in the store, um, but I still tell people to come in our store, go check out that product because I personally love it. You know, another one. You know what? I want to at Paleo yeah. FX, uh, I d- had a friend who said that they were just a little bit dragging in the morning and felt a little dehydrated and stuff and had some of Rob's electrolyte drink. And I was like, I didn't even know Rob was making electrolyte drinks. And, and she said that it totally woke her up and she felt great. And it wasn't like a, you know, a caffeinated thing, but she just felt like it really, really helped her. And I was so curious to try it. So now you're, you're another person who's saying that as well. So that's interesting. Yeah. So you can get them pre-made or you can kind of do your own little lemon salt, you know, concoction or some trace minerals drops or something like that. Yes, absolutely. The other thing. So with that, Ultima is another option that I think is fantastic. Um, those electrolyte drinks make a big difference. The other thing is understanding autophagy and fasting. I think, and, and this kind of comes in, one of the things that I've, I've felt has been a problem with me and a lot of the people that we've talked with that have come into our store and people on the website earlier on as well, one of the things that they felt that they were struggling with is they would feel like a side ache or pain in their sides. And a lot of times the advice that they're given is drink a lot of water, but if you drink a too much water, you're going to excrete more of those electrolytes and you're probably going to feel more fatigued and have more headaches. Um, you have to pee all the time. And you're going to notice when you, when you're consuming more things with a high quality sodium source, like the Redmond real salt or any electrolyte blend that doesn't have a whole lot of calories, usually zero calorie, that's going to make a big difference. But leading into that is autophagy and fasting. And so those two processes, and believe me, when I started learning about the keto diet, ketogenic diet, one of the first things that you kind of realize, or kind of if you go down one of the other turns, you realize how essential and important intermittent fasting is. And then that led me to what autophagy is, which is the degradation or breakdown of the cell and understanding that most of us that are kind of just living day to day, working a job, doing whatever we're doing, they are, all of us are kind of feeding from the minute we wake up till the minute we go to bed. And that you have to understand is kind of creating this process in our bodies to say, I'm going to put all my effort into making sure I can digest this food when we could just stop eating for, let's say 16 hours a day to get started, maybe even 14 and just kind of let our bodies take a break and degradate and break down those cells that need to get flushed out of our system and help ourselves kind of recoup. That's another big hack, I think, with keto. 
naturally, if you starve yourself, you're going to get in ketosis. We just know that's true. That's just right. Don't don't eat for three sense. days. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll get into ketosis for sure. It'll um, be uncomfortable. <laughs> it could be unless you're seriously fat adapted. That's right. Um, but that's the other thing. I mean, like you, I can look back at experiences where I would go hunting, and I've got you know stories of getting out and going hunting, and and I would need to have like a a separate bag full of candy bars. This is before, you know, we, we know what we know now because I would just be hungry from like the first second we were out there through the whole thing. And that really doesn't happen when I am a fat burner, when I'm in a ketogenic state, I can think clearly, everything just makes sense. So intermittent fasting along with making sure the electrolyte balance is right I think would be the two big kind of takeaways for me to make sure that you don't do something that can cause irritation or to make your stomach ill or to start feeling like you're just lethargic or you're getting headaches easily. Uh, it helps a lot. And then we could also get into fat consumption if you want. That would be another one. Um, well, yeah, because uh, people can overeat fat as well. And yes. then if you're trying, and this is, you know, honestly, this is what I learned when I was doing uh, low carb primal wrong years ago. And I went to Mark and he's like, well, well, what do you, what do you like? If you feel like you need to eat something, like, what do you go for? And I was just eating so many nuts and too much meat. And he was like, wait, what are you doing? And I just yes. was eating and he's like, he's like, you, if you want to burn fat, you, you, there's a, there's still a process. You can get fat on a low carb diet, right? You eat more fat than you're burning. Okay. So there, there has to be a part of that. And you might need to mitigate that a little bit if you really have a lot of body fat to lose and, or you don't have a gallbladder and need to like maybe do a little bit less, you know, than others. Um, so that, that's an interesting thing too. And, um, it's not when in doubt, eat all the fat you want. Um, the other mm -hmm. thing too, is just, again, the misconception of, um, oh, I'm just going to do this and I'll just eat a bunch of meat. I just, uh, anyone listening, you know, really look at getting fat adapted first. And this is why Mark wrote the Keto Reset. It's like he has a, he has like a midterm exam in there where it's like, hey, listen, you know, you have to kind of earn the right to go to this deeper level. And um, it's all based on how you feel. But that's kind of the better way to do it unless there's an emergency, you know, um, medical condition, of course, that would require it. And uh, I love what you said about that. I wanted to ask you, Kendra, what, aside from, you know, I know we all, benefit from the the mind focus and things like that. What are some things over time as you've gone down this journey that you've felt physically or changes? You know, sometimes we notice something that we didn't even know was a problem until it goes away and then we're like, oh that's interesting. <laughs> you know, have you ever do you guys have a, do you guys have any of those? Oh, definitely. For me, um I never realized that I had digestive or intestinal issues until we went and uh cut out all the grains all the dairy and all the sugars. When we went strict keto or strict paleo actually to start, I was like, my stomach has never felt this good in my entire life. And then I started sleeping really well and my restless legs and my restless arms went away. Um, I still had some memory issues. Rob and I would get in quite a few arguments about the things that he would <laughs> tell me that I would not remember <laughs> that he had told me. And that actually is what cleared up when um, when we started following a ketogenic lifestyle. You're like, she hears that, me now. She's yeah, it, it was like, <laughs> I, I no longer have selective hearing. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was that was a big shift as well was was being able to recall conversations 
Um, I was actually remembering some things that he didn't remember that we had talked about. And that was like a total (laughs) shift like that totally blew my mind. (laughs) Um, But I was the focus, definitely focus, um, concentration. I was able to manage my time better because I was staying focused. I got a lot more work done with keto and the sleep and the stomach issues that I never realized were problems. I just thought that's just the way I was. You know, I was just one of those people that just didn't feel good all the time. I didn't know I could change that with my diet. And I can, I can feel a difference a hundred percent if I'm ever off track, you know, it comes back. Absolutely. And so to stay on track with it, like when, when Rob was saying that we, you know, tested out carnivore, those, uh, that week that we did that, I have never felt better. My stomach felt amazing. My head felt good. Everything about me was great. My HRV was the highest it has ever been since we've been tracking. And I would love to keep doing carnivore if I could eat chocolate. (laughs) So if you can find a way for that, I'm all for it. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can do a, you can do a modified version on <laughs> your own. Yeah, we definitely, I, I will be implementing, you know, um, I'll, I'll be implementing a week of carnivore here and there because it, it just, it cleared things up. It made me feel better. It was that reset that I needed. And, uh, and I saw so many benefits from it. That's amazing. Um, I, <laughs> okay. So I got a jar of your new strawberry lime nut butter a month, like over, like a little bit over a month ago, gone in a month. But I got to tell you a story. So I had some friends come over. I live in the middle of basically like a state park, essentially. And so I invited some friends over to go for a hike in the morning, and we were going to go on a long one. And uh, my friend was like, oh, I haven't eaten anything. You know, and I said, well, here, hold on a second. I just gave her a spoonful of your nut butter. And then, <laughs> and then literally like two minutes after she was finished with it, she's like, oh my God. And then she literally reached out the spoon. She goes, hey, give me another hit of that. <laughs> That's what she said. It's hysterical. And I was like, oh my gosh. It literally was like a drug. She's like, it's like key lime pie. I don't know how to explain. Oh my God, what is this stuff? And then right now, as we're talking, I'm drinking a little bit of coffee and I have uh, some sprinkle, some some cinnamon toast keto sprinkle in there. So let's talk about a couple of these awesome things that you had featured at Paleo FX and FitCon um, with your with your butters. Sure. So really, all of the things that we make we consider treats, and they're for people generally on a ketogenic diet. They're naturally vegan, so anyone that's kind of going down that route. Um, it would fit there. It's also paleo. We do use sugar alcohols for the sweetness. So, you know, in limited quantities, we don't want people eating five or six of our uh, packs in, you know, an hour. It probably would give them gas. But generally speaking, for most people, any of the sugar alcohols that we have in our products don't cause any irritation. And uh, really, the whole basis of what we're doing is making keto more accessible. And that's the same thing with our grocery store and the baked goods that we have is just, it's not to supplement real foods like eating a steak and eating asparagus or whatever you're going to have. That's just really good foods that you either you go out and you kill, or you go out and you garden and you harvest yourself. It's not to replace any of that. It's to add into it, to make this 
easier for the long term. Really, the way that we look at it is if you can have some really incredible treats that don't have any glycemic impact and that really don't cause any gut irritation and that you can eat those and not get off track, we think that's absolutely perfect. So us, along with several other new up-and-coming companies, I think that's our mantra is just to make the whole ketogenic lifestyle more accessible and easier for the long term. Where can we find you other than, you know, we will obviously put all the links in the show notes, but where can we start to look and buy your yummy keto treats? Yeah. So our site, Explorado Market, which is basically Explore Colorado, because that's where we're at, but exploradomarket.com. We have our nut butters, which is the strawberry lime, which a lot of people, as we demo it at FitCon, for example, and Paleo Effects, were like, this I thought would be kind of weird. And then just like you said, if you had that jar for a month, that's a lot better than the feedback that we're getting. Cause some people say that they've had it for two days yeah, and the jar that's, is that gone. That was going to happen. I had to like space it out though. Cause I didn't know if I was going to get any more of my drug. I mean, it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't we do. recommend going through a whole jar in two days. No, that's a lot of fat. Um, but the one ounce packets make it easy. So we have, and that's one of the things that we built out in our facility is a machine that packages these really convenient tear top or tear notch packets, um, that you can get that. And then we also, like you mentioned, have the cinnamon toast sprinkle, which I can actually just eat it by the spoonful. And it's, it's like a delicious treat, but it's really meant to use for baking, um, to put on top of drinks, whatever, makes sense for using like it's a, like a, cinnamon you know, sugar it tastes so it is much sugar. it's so good it's so delicious and it's like those kind of things you pull out of your life you know when you're at the starbucks and they've got the cinnamon sugar or whatever you're like no thanks but now and that's why um so yeah you brought it back in my life damn it no. yes <laughs> yes it's awesome um, and it's Ceylon cinnamon, and that's what we use in like our chocolate. Our chocolate nut butter has Ceylon cinnamon in it as well, which we think is fantastic, with erythritol and a monk fruit blend uh, as well. So that, and then we've got our keto chocolate chips, which are doing quite well as, as well right now. Yeah, so the keto chocolate chips, really what we're looking at with that is there's the competitors, which are Lily's, which has soy in it. And we've been getting a lot of feedback with the chocolate chips that they melt really well. Um, we use them for dipping strawberries and obviously making cookies. We've got a keto bake mix coming out soon. Um, that's a low net carb bake mix that you can use these chocolate chips. You can use the cinnamon toast sprinkle in it and make different varieties. And uh, it's been really great. The other option for chocolate chips is also Enjoy Life. That's got sugar in it, but this kind of hits all the boxes. It's dairy-free, it's sugar-free, it's low glycemic, it has a very low net carb count, and they melt really well and taste great. So it's kind of bringing out these products that just make life a little bit easier when you're trying to be strict. If it's therapeutic, if you're trying to lose weight, which we've noticed a lot of people that come into our store, that's initially how they get interested in the ketogenic diet is for weight loss. Then it's the mental clarity, then their joints start feeling better and their gut is healing. And uh, it's just making it more long-term where you've got the treats and you're feeling like you don't have to cheat 
or do something that's going to get you off track. Yeah. And the, the packets are so essential for traveling, throwing in your purse. You're going to be, have a long day somewhere. You might need an in-between, you know, little something and you just don't even need to worry about it. You just sip on a little, you know, fat pack. I love that. Um, what else would you like to leave our audience with before we go on the subject of keto and your experience? Oh, geez. So I think really for us, just letting everyone know that keto isn't for everybody. I think that's one of the misconceptions. There's no one size fits all diet for individuals, but I think just figuring out by an elimination diet and then bringing things back in. And one of the bits of advice I give to people when they come into the store or those that I talk with is you really have to give keto six to 10 weeks, in my opinion. If you're going to do it for two or three weeks, you're not really going to know if it works well for you. And then make sure that you're tracking, whether that's through an aura ring or through getting a lipid panel done or any of the many different types of uh, tests. And I know you know a lot of these different tests, L, that you let people know about in your book and helping individuals understand. I think that's important rather than just going off of just how you feel, which is good. Do some tests, too, so you can really back it up and that you can know that this is something that's real and then you could stick to it. What about you, Kendra? I feel the same way. I think it's especially important for women just because on a weekly basis, things are changing in our body. The way that I was last week is not the same way that I am this week. And the way that I felt last week and the way that I ate last week might not work for me this week. So the same thing where, you know, don't just try it for a week and say, that didn't feel good, that didn't work, because it might be different for you next week, and it might change, and it might grow, and it might progress, and you'll find success if you stick with it. Um, on the flip side of that, if you continue going on, do those six, eight, ten weeks, and you're, you're not feeling it, you get test results back, and you see that your blood has changed for the worse. You know, when we got our lipid panels done. Um, we checked it again about, I believe it was five to six months later. And I saw vast improvements in all my numbers. So I knew it was working for me. I could see the actual results of it. And in, in addition to testing my glucose and ketones on a regular basis, I could see the foods that were affecting me and the foods that were working for me. So not just taking someone else's word for it, but trying it for yourself, feeling it, seeing results and, you know, getting those test results to see that it is actually affecting you for the positive before you give up on it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And again, it's fatfitgo or exploradomarket.com. We will put everything in the show notes to connect with them on social media and their website. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. Thank, thank you. you. Hi, Brad Kearns here with something different than a stiff commercial script message. I want to give you an authentic endorsement for one of my favorite supplements of all time. It's called Adaptogenic Calm. It used to be called Primal Calm. And the key ingredient in this formula is called Phosphatidylserine, or PS. And this agent has been shown in hundreds of studies to blunt the catabolic effects of the stress hormone cortisol in the bloodstream that's released in response to all forms of life stress, whether it's a series of difficult workouts, extensive jet travel, personal stress of any kind, we're constantly triggering the fight or flight mode in modern life. 
And when people say, hey, you should take a chill pill, this really is a chill pill. Because when you consume an appropriate amount of phosphatidylserine and the other supportive ingredients that have been known to have a calming effect on the central nervous system, things like magnesium, L-theanine, magnolia bark, and rhodiola, you will get a calming effect. It's not like a stimulant product that makes you feel more energy and have a better workout, but instead this sort of takes the edge off of that stress buzz where you feel that foggy brain function, maybe a little shaky and finally fried at the end of a busy stressful day. This stuff will help you clear your bloodstream from those catabolic stress hormones before they can do the damage. So I like to take significant quantities of it in and around stressful events such as jet travel or in those heavy training cycles when you're really pushing your body and trying so hard not to fall into that overtraining, overstress, foggy brain function spiral downward. That's right, phosphatidylserine has also been shown to enhance cognitive function. It's commonly used in Europe on cognitive decline patients, and you can make that connection.